Welcome to the Annie Gamers Podcast. This is episode number 85, recorded on Saturday, September 30th, 2017. My name is Evan Minto, and with me, as always, is David Estrella. What's up, guys? And today, we have an extremely special guest. The most special guest we've had in a while. Straight out of Ogikubo, it's Studio Trigger's PR guy, Tatsuru Tatamoto. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for inviting me to this podcast, guys. Yeah, absolutely. We are, uh, we're big Trigger fans, as I think some of our listeners are aware. Yeah. Yeah, we think, uh, we think a lot of the things you guys do are pretty okay. I probably see Evan most in almost all the overseas events we go to, too, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you say at almost all the events, it makes it sound like I'm stalking you guys. <laughs> like, he always just seems to show up behind us wherever we're going. Yeah, that's surprising. I, I think... All of the the events in the states, at least I've seen, I've seen at least Evan's presence somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Evan, is there something that I don't know about? Is this like a ongoing thing with you? Yeah, I guess even even when I'm not at the con, I guess you've had like uh, friends of mine come up and mention me or something. I think the New Jersey event is like the only <laughs> right. one where you. You're not you're not there for like work related stuff, but you always like you know treat us to like a like a brunch and stuff. So technically, I don't know. It just feels the same. At least at least he's treating you good. That's, <laughs> that's the only thing I'm concerned about. <laughs> no, thank you, thank you for you know treating us to a brunch. I think it's two years in a row now. Yeah, two years of anime next, and then we got that good uh, that good breakfast at Genericon too. At that oh time. yeah, uh, Genericon was pretty awesome. So some of our listeners might might know who you are, Tatoon, because you are sort of public facing PR guy uh, for Trigger. Uh, your your Twitter account, which people might know, right, is Trigger Tatoon. But could you just like describe for the listeners like what you do at Trigger? Well, I'm supposed to be PR. I do a pretty bad job at it, I think. Um, <laughs> well, first of all, I don't I don't use my Twitter account too often. Maybe like once a week at the most. <laughs> <laughs> Or, Always be posting. Yeah, Come on. My Facebook. Oh, I only check that thing like once every <laughs> half a year. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I do a lot of merchandising at Trigger. So what I would do is check for like quality for the merchandise. Not all the merchandise Ooh. is made by or I guess thought out from Trigger. You can probably n- notice that there's a lot of uh, merchandise for like a lot of those Aniplex titles or um Yeah. Or like say Little Witch, um, they usually come from like outside source. Say like company A that likes making figure will like ask us, you know, we would like to make a figure of a character. Let's just use Little Witch as an example. Let's just say Alter wants to make a, a Susie figure. Good choice. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> let's just say, for example, Alter wants to make uh, a figure for Susie, and uh, then Alter will contact the Little Witch Academia's production committee. And the production committee will first say okay. Then once it's get greenlit, it got, it comes down to to the studio, which is us. And I would be the one who would look at the project sheet and see if it's a good idea or not. And if it, if it looks good, if the idea sounds interesting, I will give the approval in behalf of a uh, trigger. So then, so you'd be seeing like stuff like I don't know swimsuit Akko, and then you'd be like I can't do that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would usually say okay, but my job is to like go through, you know, like the director or the producers like, all right, so I got this offer from so and so, then they want to make a swimsuit, Akko. Do you think this will fly? 
usually for Little Witch Academia, the producer is a lot. She has a lot more say than the director, so she would be like, no. I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> but, but, would... but for the record, you are pro swimsuit Akko. Is that what we're getting out of this? If I got, you know. Well, we need a beach episode. I don't think that there's a single beach episode in uh, the second season. I haven't okay. watched the second season yet. I only watched the first season. But I think, how can we miss out on a beach episode of Little Witch Academia? By this Trigger? is going to get a little derailed from what I do at Trigger, but... Uh, I did. We're all okay. <laughs> okay. So I did have the approval to make a fan book from the producer to do about like you know like swimsuit or whatever like pinup kind of illustration book for a little witch, and that would have been the replacement for a beach like a swimsuit episode wow. for Little Witch Academia. <laughs> wow. That plan, however, did not go too well because I, I'm. I wanted to fund that thing through Patreon, and that thing is mm. having a lot of difficulty in the studio right now. It's not it's not totally off yet, but I, I don't know how long I've been trying to sell it to the studio. Maybe almost like half mm. a year, and it's still having trouble. So I am not too optimistic about it. Oh, well, we can work out the details after after the show. See, David will just David will pay you directly for it. <laughs> it's it's winter now. It's not winter. It's fall now, and I want. I was hoping to you know release it by summer comic market, and that's long past finished. So oh, <laughs> we can we can change it to just sexy Santa. Well, yeah, something like that. Um, yeah. but yeah, even if I do get the Patreon thing going, I don't know about it now, and I don't even know. I'm not too confident if I can get it through now. But yeah, yeah. the producer actually gave an okay for a semi semi skimpy little witch academia fan book. <laughs> i think evan's world just changed over here we, we were talking about it uh <laughs> just yesterday and i yeah and i i was like i love little witch because it doesn't have any fan service <laughs> no it's very okay so to build on that let's okay so i'm currently looking over the the nendroid for little witch academia mm-hmm. i had a lot of issues with the Akko one um i think it's pretty well received it's uh i think it's really cute uh good smile company did a fantastic job with it it's gonna be like a little behind the scenes but the most the actually took us like two weeks to to settle with what we're gonna do with Akko's pants panties i guess Wow. So usually Nendroid, if there's no any specific uh demand uh like request, they usually do like the white pant panties that kind of looks like you know diapers. Okay, so this is like <laughs> this is like super like in behind the scenes now. So you yeah. <laughs> know for a fact that they'll just default to white if there's no no order given. I, I like um, that it's like on the books. No, like no, somebody, like, it's somebody's in charge of that. No, no, no. This it, is so it, it has to get the approval by you know whoever's like uh quality checking it. For right. Little Witch wow. Academia's figures or merchandise, I usually quality check. So I wanted to go with the white, white, you know, diaper looking pen, like the default. <laughs> because for the, the series, it's usually blacked out. You can't really tell what it's like. True. But and uh, the producer was pretty adamant about making it black or like filling it in Whoa. with like a plaster. And I was like that filling it in with a plaster is not going to fly because that looks really cheap for a figurine. And wouldn't that affect the movement too of the legs? Because they, they 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 got very limited kind of posability. I guess it. I didn't think too much about that, but yeah, it, it just. I don't. I don't think it was a good idea. I was suggesting that you know the white 
default white uh, panties would work out better than, you know, plaster to cover up the panties. But she didn't like that. And we, I, I was kind of negotiating with the producer for like almost a week, I think. Wow. And the director, Yoshinari, he was like, you do what you want. I don't really care. <laughs> so <laughs> He's not a the, panties guy. Yeah, so he was basically with the producer. And if you've bought the Akko, you probably know that it's same color as her robe. It's purple. I just, mm. um, I thought purple. making it the same color with the robe kind of like, I didn't really have a strong, like, uh, I guess, like, I didn't really care for what the panties would be depicted as, but I thought it looks kind of cheap if it was the same color as the robe. And no, but stuff like purple and black colors, I mean, I don't know, it's like a little too adult. Right. Mm. right well, it was, it's just, it's, it's just like, a white or purple panel if you if you know if you've if you've bought it but i thought white would have been a little bit more acceptable i guess cuter nendroid's all about making it look cute so True. and right and the producer just wants to avoid all like sexual reference i guess from little witch right and that's what she was afraid of i don't think none of the user base or the the consumer base for nendroid kind of gets it on by looking at nendroid panties so i was like you're like kind of like <laughs> you're giving you know? them a lot of credit <laughs> i don't think you should worry about that and <laughs> it was basically you know trying to make the panties white or purple and it was like a week delay and i'm gonna say i'm sorry for you know good smile company because that was basically why we were late one week <laughs> there's usually a deadline when we have to return you know the our i guess answer and mm -hmm. we pushed it by a, a good 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 amount of time and that was the reason it's a pretty stupid reason as well um doing the important work yeah, i mean this arguing is over such panties. a revelation to me so yeah i that's what i do uh i guess merchandising also i also come up with uh some of uh the ideas for our own merchandise Merchants, mm. uh, merchant ideas, um, like because right, you guys sell some some of your own yeah. stuff, like t-shirts and stuff. Yeah. Other than that, well, most of the time I just answer and uh, answer the emails regarding merchandise or um, mm -hmm. I don't know overseas events or it, it doesn't even have to be overseas. Like I I uh, help out a lot with uh, anything event related with Trigger and also PR. I just be in touch with like the the production committees for the respective titles, mm -hmm. PR reps for them. You know, I need to get approvals to, you know, even attend these overseas events using right, their titles. Right. So mostly, I guess, 80% answering emails <laughs> is my basically what I do every day. Other than that, we do attend events, but that just happens, you know, not not too often, maybe like right. six, seven times in a year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've worked in the anime industry, right? And so it's like, like on the on the US side, and it is just like, it's a job. Right. I mean, oh, people so are yeah, like, 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 oh, my God, it's all going to be watching anime. Like, no, you respond to a lot of emails and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly emails. But yeah, you don't work for Crunchyroll anymore, unfortunately. But right. Crunchyroll would sometimes, you know, offer offer us like, you know, we want to make certain items for this right. particular events. And uh, it will probably go through the, the production committee. Then it'll ultimately come down to me if it's, you know, I'm the one who's quality checking for the merchandise. So I guess. If you see like a pretty faulty merchandise for a particular show, it's probably be being lazy or I just couldn't <laughs> say no to the, the production committee because sometimes I can't say right. no because they have the leverage. 
And yeah. uh, I do say no a lot because some of these merchandise, man, like they're like basically the same thing. Like, like let's say, oh, dude, Japanese people love these like key keychain straps yeah, thing. Yeah. Oh, the straps. Yeah. yeah. There's like sometimes there's like 30 different variants and it's like just yeah. so slightly different. Like one might have a lace, <laughs> another might have like an actual keychain. I'm like, why are we doing this? Like they're like l- like literally the same. I don't know if uh, this is uh, kind for the fans, but sometimes I feel like it's like it's like the the gotcha thing or whatever, right? Where like you just got to put out a million versions of it so that people will feel like they have to get every version. I don't know the details, but I know why the production committee is pushing on me that uh, pushing to you know approve it is because I don't know like you know big companies would be like, ooh, we want a little bit of the you know we want to make a key keychain strap too. And like, they might be like so big that they might have to, you know, kind of they the production committee's lead might not be able to say, oh, we already have a similar mm. product, so we can't let you do that. Oh. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's basically what I do. And uh, right. I So I've heard part of the part of this part of the story, but maybe not the whole thing. You are from the U.S., right? So you kind of like made your way over to Japan to. Yes, at, I uh, used trigger? to live. Uh, I used to live in California. Yeah. Until I was, well, I don't know how old. Um, six, seven years ago, I moved to Japan. So it's been like twenty-one or twenty-two, maybe twenty-three. I'm not somewhere yeah. around. <laughs> Weren't you? You were doing like interpreting for Anime Expo, right? Not just AX, but yeah, various cons, mm. mostly in the West Coast because I didn't like traveling. But yeah, I just stat for these events, and I was just fortunate enough to. Getting close, good terms with uh, the Gynax people. And uh, they, I guess they took me out, yeah, six, seven years ago. So you were, right, uh, did you start at Gynax before no, no. you went to Trigger? I yeah. joined okay. Trigger, like, immediately once it was made. Right, okay. But, but I mean, you started as an anime fan, right? You were, you were, that's Yeah, why you I were definitely liked anime, but I didn't, I didn't staff in these cons because I wanted to. It was actually my, one of my friends who brought me in. Oh, okay. I, I guess, like, the thing I'm curious about, I don't know if I've, I've asked you about this before, but, like, going from being at least at least some kind of fan to being, like, in the industry, what are the sort of things that, that people don't get, you know what I mean? That, like, fans assume that, it, that it's, like, no, it's totally wrong. That's not how it works. I'm especially thinking about, like, people watch, like, Shirobako now, right? And they're, like, that's what uh, the industry's like. And it's, like, maybe not. Uh, well, the biggest biggest is probably that people think that the title... The anime title or the series is owned by the studio. Mm, mm-hmm. That is not the case. I think... Right, production committees and stuff. Yeah, maybe only Kala owns their own title, which is Ava. But other than that, I think almost all the titles probably owned by the committee. Little Witch was owned by Trigger too until we made the television mm-hmm. series. But we had to make the sacrifice oh. and sell it to the production committee to make the television series. Right. And yeah, Kill la Kill is Aniplex and production committee and stuff, right? Yeah, Aniplex is the lead of the production committee, so I don't. It right. wouldn't be right to say Aniplex owns all of it. They own a good majority right, right. of it. So it's actually pretty rare that any individual studio would have like their own thing. Yeah, to my knowledge, it's probably only Kala with their Ava series. And that's just like such a such an exception to the rule. Yeah. It's it's mostly because the studio can't fund their own series like standalone. They need mm-hmm. they need a sponsor. Right. Man, nobody uh, thinks about the anime economics. 
I think that might be the biggest one. David and I were always struck with like Shirabako by how it was. Uh, it's so happy. How cheer- yeah, everyone's so happy. We're like, that, that can't be that's real. Not, that's <laughs> not real. I've only seen like three or four episodes of Shirabako, but. I mean, it's I'm pretty fine. sure it's it's far. <laughs> I mean, it's, I think it's all right. It's still a, it's an anime. It just it feels a little bit kind of like wish fulfillment in a way, where you want to look at it and you want to be like excited about the I don't know like the industry, but also kind of maybe uh, make it a little bit more I don't know dramatic. Uh, there was a plot in Shirabako about living out your dreams and in all any, I can in say any sort of like is mm. if you join the anime industry thinking or expecting Shirobako. They're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, David and I like we we studied animation in in school. Like we went to the same school, and we we had this professor who was uh, who would just be like, "Oh, you guys want to be animators? Uh, like three D animators? Here's some three D art from a fifteen year old kid in China uh, that looks better than anything that you do. Like this is what you're competing with. Like that's that's how we learned about animation. Is like animation's rough." And then we're like Shirabako, and we're like, hmm. It is rough. There's somebody, there's a kid half your age doing it better than you. Well, first of all, there's like no cute girls. I mean, there might be, but not like the majority, right? That would make every working environment a lot better, but that's not the case. (laughs) And Yoshinari's not cute enough for you? Ah, man, we got we got to need those like 15 to 18 year old looking bishojos going on, but that's not the case. That's never the case. Um, I, I, I assume the industry works a lot more like, uh, like, you know, it, it's, uh, it's more like turning girls, I guess in not in, obviously turning girls, they don't work at a, at an anime studio, but, uh, in terms of just being uh, miserable 30 somethings or tw- late 20 somethings. Um, to be honest, I don't really remember what turning girls was like. I mean, I was going to ask about Turning Girls because you you played the cold water. Yeah. The, the cup of cold water. I think in, I played uh, several roles. I don't recall, but I was forced <laughs> to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, we've done an interview about like where we, we asked about them before where uh, I forget who it was like uh, Wakabayashi-san, I think, was, was saying that like it was just made by these four women at the or i don't remember if it was four but these women at the office who were, were not like anime staff they weren't like production staff i think the rule for turning girl was to use no professional staff and that's why i was involved in it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the story like board, even for the voice acting yeah so they couldn't they couldn't get like wakabayashi and uh amemia in like they did for uh inferno cop I mean, one of the voice acting was done by, like, our composite guy. So, like, no artistic <laughs> guy, like, animators or anything like that sorts is involved in Turning Girls. It's really good. So, I mean... Man, yeah, we need another Turning Girls, to be honest with you. Or something. Something in the pipeline that's like, okay, none of the, none of the guys that actually can draw make a show. Well, I think I said this before, but everybody from the Turning Girls quit already, so... Whoa! <laughs> Not one is left... Wow, they they quit to form history. a new studio, Turning Studio. It's <laughs> no. Just them. Well, girls usually that would be tend the to ultimate spinoff. <laughs> yeah, once, uh, once once they reach uh, the ripe age of around thirty, they usually quit. <laughs> Man, anime is rough. One of the things that we were also curious about, kind of on the subject of like being in the industry now, is like, do you still 
watch anime? Do you still like like are you burned out on it because you're surrounded by it all the time? Well, I don't know if I it's because I'm older or something, but I'm definitely more stingy about what I watch now. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't think I hate it. I just <laughs> I'm really nitpicky <laughs> of what I watch now. I mean, like I used to watch everything at least three episodes. But oh now, god, that'll kill you. Yeah, yeah. But now I watch it for like ten minutes and I'd be like, Nah, this thing's not gonna fly. <laughs> <laughs> this is that's about where we're at. I think uh, maybe even less yeah. forgiving. Yeah, no, just because like we have to do this kind of for fun, but we are at the point where we're we're past fun, <laughs> and now we just like look at it like like a serious critique or study. We want to like get some sort of like deeper meaning out of everything, but. The truth is, like, a lot of this stuff is just product to consume, and we can't really fill our heads with it. I, I don't know. It might be because we're older. Like, we're turning into right. old guys. I think guys, so. But... <laughs> I, yeah, because I used to be, like, I would watch, like, everything. Like, at least, like, one episode of everything. And then, then I would be, like, more forgiving or, like, yeah, you know, it's garbage. I can watch it just to kill time. But now I've, I, I'm at a point where, like, I can't kill time. I like so stressed out about. Yeah, time, time is killing you. I'm a working adult. <laughs> I used to watch uh, like adaptation stuff as well, like stuff mm. even stuff I've like read before. But now, if it's Ooh. something that I've read before, I'm like, nah, it's probably oh, not gonna yeah. be any better than what I read. So like, I'm not gonna watch it. Right. So yeah, mm-hmm. that I only watch like maybe two series per season now at the most. That's generous. Yeah. yeah, but I do give a little try of everything, but uh, mm-hmm. usually doesn't. I mean, that makes sense too for your job to like have a have a sense of what's out there. Right? I mean, Otsuka, our president, he watches way mm-hmm. more than me, and you would really. Yeah, he sits behind me, and you usually like, "Hey, are you watching this?" And I'm like, "No," and he'll <laughs> he'll get mad because you're like, "Why aren't you watching it?" It's like you're you're supposed to be watching all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, I'm usually like, but like, Better Call Saul's new season's on. That seems a lot more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Otsuka doesn't strike me as a guy who'd watch a lot of anime. I don't know. I think like, he I don't, watches I don't the know most really well. in our studio. Wow. I think, I think he does. Because I usually That's ask, funny. because I, is this fun? And be like, yeah, I mean, if you're into these kind of stuff, it's okay. And I'm like, nah, I'm not into those stuff. So. <laughs> I usually don't even watch Afine if, if it doesn't sound interesting from his like weird uh, three-word summar- summarize. So uh, we've established that anime is not good anymore because um, we're older. But uh, the one anime that is good is Little Witch Academia. David and I yeah. were like catching up with it yeah, for, the, it's pretty for good. the show. Thanks, man. It's like it's like one of the few exceptions of uh, within our, our lifetime. I think. Uh... <laughs> I genuinely enjoyed Little Witch Academia a lot more than the other series that was uh, airing around the same time. Yeah, I don't know if it was during... Was it during easy, Yuri? It's easy for you to say because that's your own... No, your but own uh, I was always, uh, you know, bugging the, the episode runners for the... I don't know what they're called in English, but we call them like uh, uh, dubbing recordings. It's something that it has the voice and it has the sound effects, but it doesn't have the, the in-between frames and... It's just the keyframes. Oh, okay. And just yeah. the, so I would I would bug them for that because I wanted to watch like the the episodes in advance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like an animatic, I guess. It's like super. With, yeah, advanced. it's a it's a animatic with a little bit more detail, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would I'd be bugging for those. 
and they would get irritated because like <laughs> I was like we're having such a hard time making this and you're just like enjoying it as like a viewer it's like it would be like that's fucked up man <laughs> I was like I'm sorry man I just it's interesting <laughs> yeah it's I mean like I was saying before part of what's so refreshing about it is that I was talking to David about this like in uh, just yesterday like that the the characters are are just really really uh well realized and likable right but in a way that's not that doesn't like rely on sex appeal or anything which like a lot of anime does it's not like fan service or anything it's just like these characters who are just like these larger than life personalities right i mean like like if i try to tell i've tried to people are like who's your favorite character and i'm like oh well you know uh, Susie and Akko and Amanda and Constanza. And it's like, uh, just all of them. They're all good. <laughs> My belief with fan service to begin with is if it's given out for free, it's shit. I like, I like. <laughs> gotta make it work for it. I got, I like looking, you know, like, ooh. I like looking for it, like, you know, like for like, for like a particular series, I'll be like, ooh, this character is pretty cute. Like, I always like the old Gundam series because they don't really give you fan service and there's not many cute characters, but. There's usually like one or two characters that's kind of appealing, you know. It's like Sela. No, I don't like Sela. You a Sela guy? Nah, <laughs> you don't like Sela. I'm, I'm not a Sela guy. For the original who's your, series, who's the best? Who's best girl in original Gundam? For the first one, I don't think I have a favorite because her personality is pretty shit. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't want to <laughs> yeah. deal with any of the girls from the first series. <laughs> I mean, everybody's bad in yeah, first Gundam. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> I wouldn't pick out of the first one, but like, actually, come to think of it, a lot of a lot of the female leads for the Gundam series are pretty, pretty. Uh, <laughs> I can't really think of a good one. Yeah, actually, I mean, Sailor's cool, but but it's it's tough to pick out a good. Uh, oh, in uh, Double Zeta has got uh, what's her name? Rue Luca is cool. I like her. <sighs> yeah, I mean, she's acceptable, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Like going back to the fan service, I think Little Witch's got a lot of, I mean, cute. I mean, they got the personality is pretty attractive, in my opinion. I could, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I, it's not, it's not like a sex appeal though, as far as I'm concerned. You know, they're not like they're not hypersexualized the way a lot of yeah. anime characters are, and I appreciate that. Like they, they feel like it is just like these these friends hanging out, and they're not like. I don't know. Sometimes it feels like that 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 thing is like they're hanging out for you, like the sort of K-On thing. Yeah, because that setup is like, you know, since since K-On, everybody's tried to get in on that. And that's kind of played out. Well, I'm not a K-On guy, so I don't know what what, I can't comment much on it. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) I just I just couldn't watch K-On. I mean, I did. I did. But I don't remember anything from it. (laughs) I think I, I I don't know if there is much in it. Have you ever, like, tried studying for, like, a, a test in college and you don't remember what you read for, like, the past, like, 50 page? Yeah. <laughs> that happens to me when I watch K-On. I'll be, like, watching K-On, <laughs> then I would fall asleep or i get distracted by something else. And Man. I don't remember how far I watched. You know, right. that, that was me and Hyoka. Oh, I didn't even watch Hyoka. But, yeah, that basically yeah. happened. No, that's, like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what you're describing, but uh, for me. Like, K-On! was my thing back in, like, the late, I don't know, 09, 2010, something like that. I only watched it to talk, you know, just have a decent conversation with my friends because all of my friends would just be talking about K-On! and I'd be like, I'd be left out. I don't know, like, I wouldn't wouldn't be able to keep up with the the conversation. That's the only reason I watched it. 
what's pretty frustrating because like I would rewind and I'll try to watch, then I'll notice that, and then okay, oh, I watched this place and I'll go back. I try to find out where I remember and stuff, and it just doesn't work yeah. well. <laughs> it's all the same. Yeah, and for for a guy who's got such an eye for cute girls, and then he falls asleep <laughs> watching Kion, that's I don't know, that's rough. That's rough for me. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I just didn't find the personality too attractive for the Kion Kion girls. Yeah. I mean that's that's the thing with Little Witch is that the the characters like I said are these larger than life personalities and they're kind of archetypes in some ways but they're just like it it it's, it's a little hard to like give a really uh, intelligent sounding analysis other than just like it's just fun to like watch Akko be an idiot right because she's just so well over it's because the they allow Akko to be an idiot like a right. lot of other I don't know properties would try to save their own character before things get too bad and like for Akko it's like yeah trying to push the limits of how bad she can possibly be but still you still like her in the end yeah I feel like you you might kind of appreciate this Tatoon because like for me the it's it's trigger shows in general actually like like not all of them but but maybe sort of you know Yoshinari and Imaishi stuff and and I guess Amemiya stuff is like there's a little bit more willingness to kind of have characters be bad like they're not like as opposed to other shows where characters will be like everybody's the best and they're all cute and everybody loves them and it's like like in Little Witch for example it's like well these three girls are sort of bottom rung they're just like the shittiest girls in the school <laughs> right I mean I I do think I like the trigger character's personality a lot more than what I usually watch for like you know in other series Mm-hmm. I mean, I might like certain designs or like the visual aesthetics of right. certain characters more, but I usually like the trigger character's personality a lot more. It reminds me a little bit of like an American sitcom style of comedy, because like a lot of anime comedy tends to be like, look at all of these nice people who are funny sometimes. And like, you know, you watch something like Seinfeld or or it's it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And it's like, look at these bad people or these people who are like you know down on their luck and like kind of laugh at their struggles and that that feels like sometimes a little bit more what little witch is doing well i think it's it might be due to the fact that uh like the trigger characters might be a little bit more like they show a little bit more like a lot of different emotions maybe i mean they might be happy mad or you know sad I'm not too sure, but that might be why i think that's definitely the case for akko i mean she's yeah right range that's the thing, though. Akko's yeah. got range, unlike a lot of other uh, uh, female anime leads. Yeah, I like the the television series of Akko a lot more mm-hmm. than like the the original two. I don't know yeah, if it's considered so, OVA. I was surprised on like how how much I got into the TV format. I didn't think that the uh, like I was one of like the people that was just kind of on the fence. Like when I heard like, oh, it's a TV series. Uh, I like the OVAs, but I don't know about TV. And then I wa- actually sat down and watched it, and I'm like, wow, this is there was actually a lot of thought put into this um yeah it's got a good like mix of episodic stuff and like a building main story i wish it was more episodic this is just my personal take though i yeah, i think the episodic thing works really yeah. well for little witch yeah i just wanted to see a little bit more outside the trio but i guess we just couldn't do mm. it like uh yeah i was in, in the first half i was kind of disappointed by that because there weren't a lot of episodes for other characters the second half has got like at least one slightly more amanda centric episode and there's like a constanza episode that's really good and like yeah i kind of wanted more of that kind of stuff yeah i guess it's just that wasn't enough episode i mean like yaz didn't even get her episode so 
kind of kind of sucks for her. <laughs> I'm uh, I just uh, I'm a little bummed out with the television series because uh, a lot of my favorite characters kind of I feel I I personally feel like it got shunned out. Um, okay, so we got to know who are the favorite characters. Well, like, who, I what's like, like Diana, the top, top three. I like yes. Diana the most. Yes. <laughs> I don't like. I don't. No, no. I don't like her as much as the original 2013's Diana. She's, she's nicer. She's really nicer in the TV series. <sighs> like, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, like the 2013's Diana, you kind of. She's, she's kind of a. You got like a little bit of bitchiness. So you, you kind of yeah. want to be mean she's, to her. Like. And she, mm. she also kind of, you know, screws up. There's a little bit of fault. I think she's a lot more likable. But the television one is, she's, like, too perfect. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, she's she's sort of, like, spiteful in the original, which I, I sort of liked, right? It's, like, kind of what you're getting at, that she's she thinks she's the best. But she's but not. She's, like, not really. Yeah. <laughs> and she's, she's just sort of, like, projecting onto everybody else. Like, I'm the best. Don't mess with me. And she's also, she's... She's shy, you know. I like, you know, shy girls are always cute. She's too shy to admit that she likes Sherry, but... Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like <laughs> yeah. that Tundera thing. But there. the television one, she's like, yeah, I like Sherry. What's up? You know, it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's she's not even ashamed of it. <sighs> I think yeah. the television, Diana lost a lot of her charm. Um, and I'm very sad. I mean, I think she's still I cute. I feel like the rivalry <laughs> dynamic in the TV series between her and Akko. It's not a rival because she's yeah, too she's perfect. Barely... There's Akko can't yeah, she... possibly compete with Diana. Yeah. But the but the 2013 one, she had a little bit more chance because Diana wasn't like so perfect. Yeah, it set it up as like Diana thinks she's perfect, but like with enough work, Akko can sort of beat her, right? Uh, I mean, if the the cards are played right, maybe, but like the television, Diana's like a Bugatti and like Akko is like a Pinto. You just can't, like, there's like no way it's gonna happen. <laughs> uh, who's okay? So, if we if we did like top three though, who's like number two and number three? Well, I like Diana and Ursula and okay, yeah, I don't know. The third one, third one's hard, it's either. Hmm. It's either Hana and Barbara or Yaz. <laughs> That's Hana and Barbara, which I didn't or, realize th- those were their names, uh, are Diana's sidekicks for people who don't know, uh, which is great because it's Hanna Barbera, <laughs> the uh, uh, animation company. I mean, like, Aku and Hana is a lot more cuter in the television, but everybody else is less cuter in the television series that's my personal take it's like why couldn't you just like balance it out a little bit more <laughs> it just it's like playing D. just gotta you only got like a certain amount of like stat points and you gotta it's <laughs> <laughs> always so much cute to go around <laughs> all right david hit us with your top three top three characters in little witch diana obviously yeah i really like akko yeah like akko the thing is like akko's got like just like I said before, she's just got that range. Like mm. she can go from like like the most extremes of cartoony, whether like she's happy or sad or angry or just kind of like just I don't know, like almost Genki. Like we were saying yesterday, yeah. like you know, she is the uh, the Genki person that kind of ruins things for everybody. Yeah, that's what I liked about Enchanted Parade is it's like 
what if you actually were friends in real life with the Genki yeah. anime girl? Like and then yeah. she just ruined everything and everyone was like, shut up. Why are you so excited? <laughs> yeah, like I kind of like that she's almost always at the point where she's beyond redemption. It's such a <laughs> it's such a tightrope to to walk. And, you know, I wouldn't like this kind of character normally, but, you know, she uh, she really knocks it out. And the third one's like, I don't know, like I almost want to say like Susie, but like. Come on, like Susie's everybody's favorite. I, yeah, dude. I actually don't like television, Susie. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, some people were saying that she's meaner in to Akko in the TV yeah, series. Yeah, that's like, why. I mean, like the first episode. I like that. I, Susie lost all respect points for me from me on the first episode. <laughs> I was like, I, was, I still remember it. I was watching like the 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 dubbing recording, and uh-huh. like Akko is so excited. And she's like trying to make friends. And I still remember, it's like, excuse my language, but I still remember saying like, I didn't really say it, but I thought to myself, what a bitch. I mean, like, why do you got to treat her that bad? It sets the mood. (laughs) That kind of set the mood for me. That was like, I don't know, like Susie just got like this weird masochistic angle that I also like. Where like, you know, anytime that something bad happens to the main three, she's the only one that really enjoys it. Yeah, I, I I really appreciate that. Like like yeah, anytime something bad is happening, they're like like it, oh, it's when they go to Latte's um, Latte's parents' house and like they eat the the food and uh, you know Latte likes it because it's it's like what she eats in her hometown and Akko eats it and like it's about to throw up and she's like oh it's disgusting and then like Susie's like oh it's so good it's it got a weird taste <laughs> right like I mean that's the only reason I don't like Susie. Like the first episode. Yeah, the snake thing. Yeah. I mean, so Susie is my number one. Okay. Uh, because I, I just really like <laughs> I I really like that obviously just the that she's super weird. That's why everybody likes her. But I actually do like that she's like constantly pulling pranks. I was telling David I really like the scene it's in the, the second half in one of those episodes. Or it's like the first episode where there's the, the fairy strike and like they're eating the porridge or something, and like Akko's like, Oh, it tastes bad and Susie's like yeah, I tried to cast a spell to make it taste disgusting. I don't know if it worked. <laughs> like, that kind of just casual, just, like, playing pranks on your friends. Yeah, I, uh, was the, I guess the kind of person that always messes somebody's food if they walked away from the plate at the cafeteria. It's, it's like, Susie is a shithead, and I like that because that's me. It's just, like, constantly <laughs> doing, like, bad pranks and jokes, and people are like, ugh, it's that guy. I mean, like, I see Aku as a dog. Like a, you're, you're like, it's like your dog. It's really dumb, and not it might not be the best dog, but it's your dog, you know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's so true. So That's like, like the way that Latte and Susie basically treat her. So like, like a puppy. You come home and your house is like a disaster. Like the pillows ripped apart, the pots broken, <laughs> but your dog is so happy to see you. You can't you can't be mad at your dog. Wow, but, that's it. But, you got yeah, it. Like Susie it. will be like, come home, and like your dog will be like coming, you know, super happy, running towards you, and she just like slapped that dog really hard, and I was just like, how can you do yeah. that? No, th- no, no, no. <laughs> Susie, I th- th- in that metaphor, Susie isn't. Susie doesn't abuse the dog like by slapping it. Susie just like makes the dog chase its tail, and she's like, ha, 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 that, gotcha. That's how I saw the first <laughs> episode. It was just like, ah, how can you? How can you be so cruel? I don't know. Susie would feed a dog chocolate. That's what I think. <laughs> Just to see what happens. Yeah. 
Uh, so anyway, Susie's number one because she was feed a dog chocolate. Uh, and then uh, number two is Akko for the same reasons David said, yeah. just like so much range. She's she's like, and she's easy to root for because she's she's like this. She's an idiot, but she means so well. And you're just like, ah, just just I hope I hope you do okay. Number three, I like Amanda. I watched. I just recently. I, I'm not done with it yet, but I just recently watched that episode where she uh, like. Uh, dresses up as a as a dude to like infiltrate the uh the boys school and uh i don't know she's like got a cool she's like pretty cool she's like a, you know sword fight and stuff i think amanda's uh high up there too i just wished like uh i don't know if you guys heard uh the the backstory thing that you know mm-hmm. she keeps on saying in all these events but i wished uh amanda got her own episode that like featured her yeah. backstory that would have made it a lot more interesting her backstory seems pretty interesting yeah yeah because it doesn't really explain why she hates school. And... Is it okay for you to say the backstory for people who yeah, weren't at the events? Um, my, don't take my word for it because I don't remember it like 100%. But I, th- I believe it was something along the lines of her family is like pretty prestigious, like really wealthy. And uh, it's like her family runs like a big company. I think it was like it's like she's American and her family's basically like Walmart. Yeah, some, some really big company like Walmart. And uh, her grandmother is like a pretty well-known fortune teller and she uses her ability to you know just foresee how the the market goes and she's making you know quite the success out of it and i don't know i don't remember if her grandmother passed away or if the grandmother's losing her like i don't know potency in the, the for- fortune telling power but her family wants a replacement and that is why she's forced to go to luna nova to take her grandmother's place and i thought that was a pretty interesting story I just wish it was covered in the, or featured in the series. We should probably move on from Little Witch stuff. Also wanted to touch on before we get to questions, that in addition to all this anime stuff, uh, you play a lot of games. And obviously this is the Annie Gamers podcast, so we, we like to talk about video games. So what kind of stuff do you play? I play a lot, man. I think I own basically most AAA title that came out like the past 10 years or so. I play... I play League, huh. I play, I don't know, like Rainbow Six, Siege, huh. QBG, yeah. Diablo 3, Path of Exile, Civilization. Wow, you play more than I thought you did. <laughs> I mean, my like... You play Overwatch, I right? I play Overwatch, I play StarCraft Okay, who do you main? Because I, I play Overwatch, so I can I can, I can can talk Overwatch language. Okay, I, I play Tank. I, I like all the okay. tanks. My favorite's Reinhardt. Okay. Close up seconds, probably Roadhog and Diva. Ah, Roadhog is the only character who I actually just don't like. Like, I love all my children equally except for Roadhog. You don't like him? <laughs> Why? Are you fat shaming? I don't know. He's just, he's just too, he's too, like, disgusting and just. What? Well, he's got a piggy belly button. He's so cute. <laughs> Roadhog. Also, he's like... scary when I'm playing against him and a Roadhog shows up and I'm like, ah, I don't know how to deal with this and I run away. He's got nerf. He can't pull you through walls no more. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I play Reinhardt occasionally when I when like the team absolutely needs a tank. But mostly I do like uh, Sombra and uh, May. May is my main. May is because uh, May is the duck hunt <laughs> of Overwatch. She's like the shittiest character with the worst powers. But like if you use them right, they work pretty well. And then people get really angry at you for playing as May. And that's my goal is to have everybody go, ah, oh, May. I don't like May because it fucks your teammate too. Most people do. Oh yeah, the wall. If you use the wall wrong, it kind of screws over your team. 
May May is like Overwatch's Teemo. I, I just don't like her. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's for the same reason I play as Duck Hunt in Smash Brothers because you can just fuck with people and then they get really angry at you for playing. As oh, Duck Hunt. the only thing I don't play is console. I haven't touched console games in a very long time. I'm a very PC gamer. I'm planning to pick up that Dragon Ball Z's uh, fighting game though. I think. Yeah. That looks cool. I think that will be. I I used to play uh, Melty Blood and, and Guilty Gear, but Melty. I think I think that will be Melty Blood. My return for fighting <laughs> games. Oh, finally a game has been mentioned. Melty Blood. I only play like the really early Melty Blood though. It's like <sighs> really early. <laughs> wow. So you're not on the uh, new Steam edition? No. I like nah. recently found out like Shiki and everything's in. That's crazy because like I didn't even. Just yeah, no, they, yeah, they did. They went there. But yeah, I play, I think I might play almost every single PC, notable PC game except for like Dota 2. What is the the Japanese like fandom like for those games? Are there a lot of Japanese people who play or do you mostly play with like people um, overseas? For le- competitive games, I play on NH server despite the high ping because... <laughs> <sighs> Japanese people are like they're pussies, man. They just can't play make plays. <laughs> they they have a very conservative Strong style words. of playing, and it just huh. it's boring. It's wow. very play, boring. They play a lot of Splatoon. Oh, yeah. I play. I mean, I only I'm only like level fifteen or something on Splatoon, but like oh, right, yeah, yeah. You got to switch, yeah. right? Because you. I I remember when we were at Genericon, you were talking about like trying by any means necessary to like pick up a switch in the u.s to play zelda yeah i spent like 2.5 times the retail price (laughs) 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 but yeah i got it you pick up one of the uh super famicom minis no i again i just i just don't play too much console games i guess i hate playing alone i just can't play alone i get too lonely i guess (laughs) (laughs) like believe it or not People might think that I like near. I I I can't play more than like three hours. That thing. Oof. It's <laughs> David is a oh. big near fan. I've been yeah. playing through Automata to because uh, we're gonna do a podcast on it, and yeah. David's big fan. Like I'm a I'm a big fan of playing games by myself. I think uh, I think I get too like stressed out when I play Splatoon two with other people because I'll do I'll do really good. Like I'll get a massive amount of kills for the team, but I'll still like I feel like things when things go wrong, it's my fault. Like I wasn't good enough at like the last minute, and then like I gave up all the turf. Yeah, stressful. Yeah. Oh, you definitely don't sound like a competitive gamer. I'm not. That was the team's <laughs> fault. <laughs> I don't like to let down the team, even if I'm good. For the casual gamers here at Any Gamers. <laughs> no, I play a lot of uh, games on my phone, like a lot of FGO. That's that's like my main thing right now. Oh, I hate FGO. I hate it too. <laughs> I hate it. I played like, I I beat the game. I'm like on post game and I hate it, but I I play it every day. All right, we got to get out of here soon. So let's uh, let's move on to questions. Uh, uh, we have we got a, a bunch of questions okay. from uh, from some of our listeners. Hopefully uh, we I can them. <laughs> yeah, well, I want to start with uh, with one that that only somebody from the inside of the anime industry can give us a real answer on, and that is from uh, Build Knuckle on Twitter. They need to ask him whether he likes pineapple on pizza. So, what's the word on pineapple on pizza, Tatsu? It's not my favorite. I don't hate it. 
It's okay, I guess. Whoa. I haven't had a pineapple on pizza maybe like over 10 years. Oh, that's such a middle of the road uh, answer. Uh, I feel like we... I just don't eat pizza too much. There's not much pizza in Japan to begin with. California already has bad pizza. And then if you go to Japan, I imagine the pizza is. I mean, my bad. favorite's Costco pizza if we're going in America. <laughs> <laughs> On the record, Tatsu likes Costco pizza. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, there is not a food that I hate. I am pretty open with everything except for bugs. I fucking hate bugs. I will not eat bugs, even if I'm paid a good amount that's, of money. That's fair. Oh, I had a pretty good like fried grasshopper. No, a, no, 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 no. At, at a ryokan in Japan, it was it wasn't bad. It's like fried in soy sauce or something. Okay, so Panjin95 on Twitter asks, what is the best anime you've seen and what is your favorite non-anime film? I assume that's not for me and David because we've kind of answered that kind of stuff before. Best anime I've seen? I don't know. I think that kind of just fluctuates on my mood and what I I can recall off the top of my head. What's your current favorite? My most favorite. This is a series, right? Not like a single film. I think it could be either one. Best anime. Well, if it's a single film, my most favorite is Porco Rosso. Yeah, or or Rapta. Yeah, another Porco Rosso guy in here. Uh, For a series, it's either Escaflone or I think it's Now and There, Here and There, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now and Then, Here and There. Yeah, it's one of. That's super sad. I like it. Ooh, yeah, it's good. It's good. I guess you like the, because uh, those are both the kind of like transported to another world kind of Yeah, things. before it turned to shit. That's the ones <laughs> right, <on>. right. <laughs> before the genre just became like video game shit or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I like fantasy stuff, so I'm yeah. definitely into those stuff. What's your favorite non-anime film? That was the other question. That will probably change depending on my mood, but I yeah. like Terminator 2. Yeah. Cool. I yeah. like watching Seabiscuit occasionally. Seabiscuit? Oh, <laughs> nice. That's a nice left field. Huh. I also like Blood Diamond. Blood Diamond. Yeah. yeah. That came out a lot more smoother than anime. It's probably because I like anime more and it's hard to choose. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we have like a question, a couple questions about like stuff at Trigger. The Anime Dad on Twitter, it's a good name, asks, when will we see more Luluko and Trigger Chan? I don't know if you can answer that. Like. A second season of Luluko is I uh, yeah, just more when will or we see like them a, again, I think like is a the question. Dojin published by Trigger at <laughs> Well, like I occasionally ask random artist, mainly porn artist, to draw a Luluko or a Trigger Chan illustration on our top page. Right. And uh we usually make a book out of that once we get a certain amount of illustration. I don't know. I guess if you keep on, if it, if it seems like there's enough demands, because Luluco is again owned by the production committee, and the production right. committee must first think, "Hey, there's good money here." I sure hope we get more. Luluco is very good. Yeah, that so. was a fifth year anniversary work. Maybe on our tenth year, might happen. Just a few more. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah, three, yeah. three or three, four more years ago. I like Luluko uh, too. I think it's my most tri- yeah. favorite Trigger show. It's uh, it's it's got it's like so concise, but it's got that. It just gives you like this this shot of Imaishi, and it's really fun. I just yeah, it's it's funny. Luluko is really likable. I think she's really cute, and uh, I also like and the fact an, that it has Inferno Cop in it. Yeah, 
I also like the fact that he might actually put a lot of the stuff that, you know, that I kind of came, you know, I wanted to boot up the mascot character thing. And he was like, yeah, let's let's make it into the series thing. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess with all that, Luluko is my favorite show in Trigger. And I don't know, mo- the most likely 10th year anniversary or if you guys let your voice be heard to the committee, I guess. We have a question from Inaki, friend of the podcast. Uh, he actually sent this one before he knew that we were doing a show with you, but it was about Trigger, so we saved it up. Studio Trigger are known for making very idiosyncratic work that reflects their love of pop culture, such as violent American cop shows or 80s super robots. So where does Little Witch Academia fall in terms of its inspiration and influences? I'm not sure if you're aware of kind of where Yoshinari is coming from there. I don't think I know, to be honest. I know he pays a lot of respect to like a lot of those cartoon uh, animators. That's why a lot of the character names like are Western. Being, yeah. Other than that, I'm sure he has a lot. But I don't mm-hmm. know where it's actually coming from. Like, Akko's elephant is supposedly based off of some, uh, any, uh, like really old series that Yoshinari pays respect for. So is his. Wait, uh, is it like an anime series? I'm pretty sure it is. I might be wrong, though. I might be it's wrong. It's not like Dumbo, is it? <laughs> it was. It it's not Dumbo. Everybody thinks it's Dumbo, but it's right. not. Um,. I mean, the original thing might be taking it from Dumbo. I'm not too sure. Right, right. But it's not. Um, so is Akko's uh, merman form. It's. I think it's... Uh, oh, yeah. It looks like oh, uh, the ghost yeah. show. Yeah, Obake. I, I think. Don't take my word for it. But Yoshinari pays a lot of respect to those, like, you know, old anime animators and so so to cartoons. There must be a lot that I'm not picking up. I think a lot of our fan base probably knows more or probably picked up more than I did. I mean, Akko, Akko's name is also yeah. obviously inspired by Himitsu Akko-chan, the first magical girl Well, I'm not sure. Manga, it, it, it might be also the fact... I No, I'm not going to make any comments on it because I don't, I'm just pulling like words out of my ass at this point, but it has a lot of those. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah, I don't know for sure that it's based on Himitsu Akko-chan, but it seems like I an obvious connection. I think it was multiple right? for Akko. Yeah, that, that's my understanding is he's really big into Western animation, both like and and yeah, I guess like older Japanese animation, yeah. too. But like like he's, you know, he's big into My Little Pony. That's pretty. Everybody knows that, I think. Yeah, he like likes kind of uh, Gravity Falls in My Little Pony. Right, right. I don't. Does he like Steven Universe? I know uh, Hodi-san is a big fan of that. I don't think I don't know if he does. I think he feels like he see, he watches it, but I don't think it's his like re- favorite like My Little Pony. That's that's probably enough. We've uh, we've gone on for a little while here. Thank you uh, so much for coming on the show. Tatsun. If you liked the show or if you didn't like the show or whatever, you want to talk to us, send us an email at podcast at anygamers.com. You can send us questions anytime you want, and we will try to read them on the show. You can also tweet at us. I am on Twitter at sign Vamptvo, V-A-M-P-T-V-O. I'm on Twitter at sign QX20XX. And the Annie Gamers official account is at sign Annie Gamers, one word. And uh, Tatsune, where are you on trigger? On on trigger, where are you on Twitter? <laughs> Don't even bother following it because I like barely <laughs> use it. <laughs> I think if you type in trigger and if you look for like the blue hawk, you know, I'm gonna try to use my Twitter a, l- a little bit more after this. <laughs> yes. Glad we can positively uh, inspire you. David and I are both on Mastodon. It is a uh, an emerging decentralized social network. I am vamptvo at mastodon.social. I am at sign 20xx at sign caro.ccsakura.jp. 
I think I logged in yesterday, and uh, I think the website's broken because my TL would not load. Oh, well, maybe your instance is broken. We won't get into the details of that. You can find more information about the podcast on anygamers.com slash podcast. We've got show notes and comment threads and all that good stuff. And please check out Old Takuno Radio, the uh, podcast that uh, that Ink and Jared also host on Anygamers. It's a little more serious than uh, our show. They talk about banging less than we do. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Music. Please leave us reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. That's how people find the show. Check out our articles on AnnieGamers.com. I just published recently my review of LostMemories.net, which is a cool sort of experimental game about uh, falling in love and making websites in like 2005 or whatever. It's like a weird thing. And I've got an interview that we are about to publish that was like an hour-long conversation I had with uh, actually Shigeto Koyama, who's, uh, who works with Trigger on a bunch of stuff. And uh, Hiroyasu Kobayashi, uh, both of them made Cassette Girl, the Animator Expo short at Studio Kara. So that's a super interesting interview. Look out for that. Tatsun, what sort of stuff are you up to? If you're following Trigger's new title, Darling and the Frankis, I think Aniplex is releasing a new commercial every week. And mm-hmm. uh, it features a, a new character and a new mech. So if you're interested in our new series, uh, it might be interesting. I mean, it might be you know, worth a, a while to check uh, their commercials if you have access to it in some, whatever form. Mm-hmm. It might be difficult, but that's about it. <laughs> All those region uh, locks to get through. Right. Yeah, right. Aniplex likes to region lock. Hopefully it's not. Before we go, you do have to tell me, though, how, what is the correct pronunciation of that show? As I never know how to say it. Darling and the friend. Well, I don't know even, I don't even know if this is the correct <laughs> pronunciation, but we call it in Japanese, well, I think it's Darling and the Frankis. Frankis. I think. Okay, because I was saying Darling and the Franks, and I don't know, I guess that's wrong. I'll, I'll well, tell you, though, we'll I'm, I'm flying that flag for Keys Naiver, because everybody says Keys Naiver, and I'm like, no, no, it's Keys Naiver, because I had yeah, to do a Naiver. promo video for Crunchyroll where I kept saying it wrong, and we had to keep reshooting the video. I kept being like, Keys Naiver is going to be... Nope. Keys Na- Naiver. <laughs> like... So now I'm the Keys Naiver well, police. At least in Japanese, it's Frankis. So Frankis. I think it's Frank. Franks right. or Frankis. Frankis. So <laughs> <probably>. <laughs> all right. All right. Other stuff from me and David also that we're, we write for some other places. I'm writing for Otaku USA magazine. David, you've got a blog. Yeah, qx20xx.tumblr.com. And you can find me ranting about uh, hamburgers in anime on animeburgertime.tumblr.com. It's pretty sporadically updated. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Tatsune, for uh, making time late on a, I guess, what is that, Sunday? It's early Sunday morning in Japan to uh, come on the show. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. It's been real good. Koyama Shigeto drew me once too, and Mago draws mm-hmm. me the same. Like they both draw me with this like huge, like big ass pupe, like pupe. My eyes is always like a big ass black marble. I don't know why people draw me like that. Like everybody draws me like that. Like, <laughs> I think I think Koyama drew me a picture of you at one point. That was just you looking very exasperated, and I was like, oh, it's Tatsune yeah. Khan. Like he's very tired. And I asked him why they draw me like that. He's like because he. They just tell me because I look like that all the time, but I, just, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>